0: Special episode of video game, the movie, the podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Dan. And I'm Maxie. And this month we're talking about uh, one of the uh, greatest video game adaptations of all time, GoldenEye.
1: This was a this was a pretty fun romp. Um mm-hmm. kind of kinda of weird tonally. I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna get into my thoughts on that later,
0: but it was enjoyable. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it's this very interesting like uh, post-Soviet uh, spy drama. Uh, uh, def- uh, as we all know, uh, the it is based on the classic N64 video game GoldenEye 007, uh, part of the uh, 007 series. Although most uh, most uh, international players aren't really aware of it because. The first two GoldenEye games were released on the Amiga and ZX Spectrum. Ah, I see.
1: Oh, is that why they tried to uh, get that ZX Spectrum emulator into the N64? Because I was reading about that earlier. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, there was, like, a whole, like, movement about it. Uh, I mean, eventually they would, like, re-release it, and they'd include the ports of the old games, but no one really plays them. It's... I mean, some people do. It's just uh, kind of an obscurity compared to the real peace de résistance. Uh, uh, I, I feel like this month we can just get right into it. Uh,
1: oh, you don't know want you don't want to talk about the video games we've been playing because I've been in the gotcha mines. Oh, oh, they boy. they got me again. Mm-hmm. I've been playing Limbus Company and also, I guess Steam is doing sales just like. Six times a year or some shit uh-huh. at this point Uh, but long story short Civ 6 was on sale for like 95% off, so I finally picked that up Having a good time with that mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, it I do find it interesting just how like Uh, this How big Steam sales have sort of devalued Over the years Uh, not like that they're not good deals Just like how frequently they're Happening and like, there's less of a Hype machine around them, I think my pet theory is, like, the early days of the Steam summer sales were in part super hyped up because of the 2008 economic crisis. Like, getting, like, all these games at such a good deal is, like, a rarity considering, like, you know, like, things were less... of af- It was harder to, like, get a hold of stuff, you know? I don't know if I'm explaining myself well, but...
1: No, no, I, I think I get what you mean. And now I feel like it's more just a feature of the platform and mm-hmm. kind of built in, trying to push yeah. software through. Yeah, yeah. I think it's for the for the best though. Like I was getting some serious fatigue with the whole summer sale thing after yeah. a while. So now I'm just like, oh, that game I wanted is on sale. I'll pick that up maybe. Yeah, yeah. And I I think that's honestly <laughs> less of a pain in the ass than being like. Okay, so there's the Steam Summer Sale event, and I can buy I, I can buy games to get points in the event. But I can also get points in the event by doing a mini game, and if uh-huh. I get enough points, I can exchange that for Steam Store credit.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, fuck all
1: that shit. Yeah, I, all the all the social media. Like, the the achievements, the emoticons, the stickers, which I guess they have now, all that shit, nothing to me. Yeah. Steam is the app I open up, and there are my games in there, and I double-click a game, and then I play the game.
0: Yeah, the I would say the last one I was really, like, interested in was, like, I think they did, like, a spring cleaning stuff for a year or two, and that was just like, hey, go check out your backlog, uh, and, you know, it is good to find to, like, check out my backlog and, like, remember what the first game I ever bought on this platform was. Uh, which was, by the way, Braid. Uh. Oh, I've
1: heard that game's really good. As long as you, uh, don't run out of the get-back-in-time potion. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It's, yeah, you know, like, people who drink get drunk, people people who smoke get high, and, like, Braid is on a whole nother level. Um. Uh, there, but, uh, as far as, like, games I've been playing... Let me think. There's been two. Uh, I've been playing uh, Like a Dragon Ishin, which is really, really good. It, it's, it, it is a game that was uh, developed by Ryugago Toku Studios, like before they developed Yakuza Zero, and like uh, uh, originally it was only Japan exclusive. But uh, in recent years, they were like, well, you know, I think maybe Westerners will be able to like understand, like all these extremely specific Japanese historical things. So will Or at
1: least, like, roll with the punches.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I- Uh, they ported it over, uh, it's- It's- it's really good. It's- it, it- really- It really, like, I don't know. The side content is just really strong, like, uh, there's, like, some quests- There's, like, one where you, like, have to help out, like, a a Hikikomori. There's one where you, like- Meet this like famous like Japanese writer that is anachronistic, but I don't care because the bit's good. Uh, I
1: I just cannot imagine being a Hikikomori in like feudal times because uh-huh. what do you even do? Right? I like wh- once every three months you can afford a book, uh-huh. and other than that you're just what like sitting around, mm-hmm. maybe writing poetry.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's there's some. I do love, some of the anachronisms are really good, like, you do get the karaoke, it's just like a bar where you sing, uh, there's, uh, and there's, like, for whatever reason, there is just a Don Quixote in, like, late 19th century Japan, uh, uh, I will say, though, uh, oh, also, I love that the combat is, like, it's fun that... I, I do like that the combat styles are like... Uh, you either get a sword or a gun, or a sword and a gun. Or, or you can just punch people. Uh, okay,
1: yeah, I like that. Uh,
0: I, I really love Wild Dancer. It, it looks really cool. Uh, uh, it's... Uh, shit, what else was I going to say? Um, but yeah, that's... Uh, f- oh, right. There is one very silly thing that I keep... Running into which is that they because this is like a port of a game set in a very specific era of Japan, it's like Bakumatsu, which is like right at the end of like the sort of uh reign of the shogunate, uh, and right before like uh the Meiji the Meiji Restoration. There's like a little glossary of like terms you should know for for uh for like stuff in this time. And, like, if, like, they bring it up in a cutscene, in, like, a dialogue or something, you can, like, pause the game and it'll, like, show you. But it it always just highlights things that become really obvious after, like, the first 30 minutes of playing. Uh, like, oh, yes, Kyo, that is, like, what is modern-day Kyoto or, uh, Tosa. That's that, that's this area in, that's the Koichi Prefecture. Uh, but, oh, uh, there is stuff that's just I don't know, it's it's very silly. You can just like it, it it feels a little repetitive after a while. Uh
1: yeah. No, I I feel like that is the one problem with a lot of the uh Like a Dragon games. They mm-hmm. have great plots, the side content is a blast, but also you can only beat up guys so many times before it's like, okay, I get the idea. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh other thing I've been playing, Final Fantasy fourteen. A uh, friend of the show Argyle and I have been going through Shadowbringers patch content. Uh, I'm I'm going to bring this specific thing up uh, because it's extremely funny. Uh, so we the other night we did the second near raid, uh, and uh, part of it is like right before like the true like actual boss of the level. There's this section w- where between that the previous boss and that one you have to like. Run down this hallway, and it's sort of like this bullet hell light thing where you have to like dodge lasers and stuff, and it gets increasingly complicated. And because this was a collaboration with Yokotaro, uh, Yokotaro had an idea that could not get implemented in the final version uh, because uh, Yokotaro thought the best thing you could do is if any of the twenty-four players in this raid fuck up this. Uh, section even once you should start over but that could not be implemented because that's insane uh <laughs> yeah
1: a little bit
0: uh-huh uh.
1: uh have i told you about my idea for if i ever if i were ever to work on like a dark souls type of game mm-hmm. like a, like a Soulsborne inspired thing i would want to include just a really pain in the ass optional dungeon um Absolutely miserable on purpose. Co- mm-hmm. Actively make it bullshit and unfair and not in a fun way, and then don't have any reward at the end. Don't no uh, no lore, no loot, nothing. Yeah. Just, okay. Great job.
0: Oh man, that
1: completely deny catharsis. That
0: that that is. I'm honestly surprised if that's not already in a Souls game. That's incredible. Uh. Oh. What is that it reminds me of something but I can't think of it. So, yeah. Yeah, that's great. Um um yeah. I think that's it for like games I want to talk about. Uh, uh let's uh get into this. So, of course, uh Rareware made the made the video game GoldenEye 07 in 1997. Mm-hmm. This was released in 1999. Uh it is an adaptation, and a, I, I gotta say a really accurate adaptation. Uh, yeah,
1: like, I feel like a lot of the time, even the pretty faithful
0: ones take liberties, but this thing is yeah. basically level for level. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, uh, of course, this would, like, spawn a lot of success. It was very popular. Of course, the video game, as we know, is, like... The video game is famous for popularizing the concept of the headshot in, uh... In like first person shooter type games uh, which, is,
1: which is funny Because I don't think he, I don't know if Bond shoots
0: anybody in the head in yeah, this. yeah it's Like a big thing An idea was oh this should be like Stealth based We should like implement like mechanics Where you can like uh, You know damage limbs Or do more damage if you hit them in the head uh, mm-hmm. Does not happen in the movie uh, uh, It's it's, it's, I, I I love that. I just think that's funny. Um, I will note that the version I watched was a VHS rip that was on the Internet Archive, by the way. Uh, visit the Internet Archive. It fucking kicks ass. I,
1: I, I strongly considered seeing the video, the Internet Archive version, and then I was like, I'll just spend three bucks and get the better picture quality.
0: Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh... So, I do want... So, there's not much to say about, like, the VHS, but I do want to note that it does begin with an ad for a razor blade. Like, like the rest of it is, like, normal, like, VHS opening stuff. Like, here's some other videos we're releasing. Uh, but there is just an ad for, like, a razor blade. I think it's chic. Um, it's... It, I just thought that was great. Um... Is it, it like, a Bond-themed
1: ad? Like, is it, it like, a cool space-age spy razor?
0: I mean, I guess the idea is this this is, like, aimed at, like, uh, adult men who like mature things and uh, like James Bond. So they included an ad for a razor. Uh, I mean, I will say, most... Most James Bond fans, as I understand, are middle-aged British men, so that makes sense. Uh, uh, but uh, we get our opening sequence. It is, uh, it is the first, the sort of like prologue section of the game. Uh, we get this uh, plane flying over a dam, uh, and uh, James Bond does like a bungee jumping sequence. I, um, I
1: i really like the the shot when it's like behind him and it like sort of tilts down and you see the drop creates mm-hmm. like a great sense of vertigo and yeah. like there's no sound but the howl of wind through this canyon or whatever it's mm-hmm. fantastic yeah
0: it rules uh and uh he like makes his way through the space he's shooting guys uh, mm-hmm.
1: he he uh he, He stealths around for a bit uh, before he gets noticed and held at gunpoint in, like, a side room, Uh, but then it turns out his attacker is actually 006, Alec Trevelyan, Mm -hmm. uh, and they're on this mission together. Uh, Alec does murder the fuck out of a civilian. He
0: sure does. At one point.
1: Like, he just shoots a scientist, Mm -hmm. and I don't know why.
0: Yeah, it's it's sort of a... Yeah, this game... Like, the game and the movie's depiction of 006 is such a turn, given, like, in earlier games, he was the co-op player. If you plugged in a second controller, you could play as him. Uh, but uh, not I, in this that I mean, one. That,
1: that, that's sort of, like, you know, that that's what makes it such a such a twist when it yeah. turns out and everybody knows this everybody who knows anything about GoldenEye knows oh Alex Alex betrayed you like every fucking mm-hmm. mentor who goes missing in a video game or whatever in, ever
0: yeah yeah um. um
1: but yeah for now they are this they are on the same side they are they are doing this mission I'm pretty sure the foley for Alex Gunn is the exact same file as they use in the game which is a nice touch
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, there um, there is like a lot of like direct foley from the from like the game. It's great. Uh, so
1: yeah, they they go to like this chemical weapons facilities central storage room. They start sabotaging things, but they trip an alarm. Uh, James Bond is setting a bunch of like explosives while Alec tries to hold off the base's security detail. Mm-hmm. Uh, eventually, he gets held hostage, and the je- uh, the guy in charge, uh, Orumov, demands Bond surrender. And Alec tells him to finish the job. So, Bond, like, lowers the timer on the explosives. They were set for six minutes, they're set for three now. Uh, Mm -hmm. And then, he he fakes surrenders, they shoot Alec anyway. He grabs Alec's automatic weapon. And then, they go for, like, some austin powers type shit Mm he he is hiding behind a cart full of gas canisters and the security detail can't fire on him because they're worried about blowing everything up so so he's just like staying behind this cart Mm -hmm. peeking out the side and like shuffling across the room bit slowly but surely as like the cart is squeaking. Mm-hmm. At one point one of the soldiers gets an itchy trigger finger. General Oromov kills him immediately. Then he just keeps doing the cart thing. Uh-huh. It's And then he resolves this by activating a conveyor belt that leads outside and just kinda like leaping backwards onto it.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's it's very it's very comical. Like it's this is a very silly movie, like uh
1: yeah, and this is what I was talking about with the tone thing. Mm-hmm. Like, this movie seems almost uncertain of whether it wants to be a straight spy movie with, like, some joke moments or, like, a comedy or a parody or something. And I, th- I think I know why. So, yeah. like, 1997, like, August 1997, I want to say, Golden Knight Nintendo 64 drops. Mm-hmm. Spring 1997... Austin Powers' International Man of Mystery is released in theaters and is a modest box office success.
0: Uh huh. I mean, we all know Austin Powers. It's a great movie,
1: the classic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. So, my theory is in between. In between 1997 and 1999, when this movie comes out, Mm -hmm. Austin Powers, you know, obviously it did much better on home release, and it eventually gets a sequel, also slated for 1999, so I feel like it puts the filmmakers in this unwinnable situation where they can't do just, like, a straight James Bond, a straight 007 type of adaptation, because Mm -hmm. if they do, it will seem silly next to Austin Powers.
0: right. Right.
1: But it's weird for them to go for a full parody too, because that then it feels like they're trying to like bite Austin Powers. Mm-hmm. So I feel like they had these dueling impulses and neither really won. You know what I mean? Yeah,
0: I know what you mean. It's uh, it's it's tricky. Um, yeah i I can understand why they wanted to like play with it a bit. Maybe like, maybe yeah, like Austin Powers is on the brain. They. They want to like you know capitalize off that just a little bit you know uh, yeah uh, so I will after he like escapes he does this great sequence this this section I gotta say in the game this section is fucking hard uh, you he has to like bike out uh, and like he runs into like a plane that's taking off he takes out the pe- he takes out like the crew. Uh, and then he, like, has to hijack it while, like, leaping off of this bike off a cliff. And then he's, like, pulling up to, like, so he can fly away safely. It is, it's, it's a, it's a fucking tricky sequence. And they really, they really are able to, like, show, like, like, characterize that difficulty in this scene. It's, Mm -hmm. it's really interesting. I, I love it. Uh... And the base explodes and he flies away And uh, we get our title sequence
1: So there's there's two things about this title mm-hmm. sequence That really strike me The first is Albert R. Broccoli cannot possibly be a real man's name <laughs> Oh my it, god the, the producer of this movie is credited as Albert R. Broccoli And I looked at that and I was like You're fucking with me
0: <laughs> Oh my god Average British um, man, uh.
1: <laughs> but the second thing was, um, hey, did you know that the USSR isn't around anymore? Yeah, yeah. It's the it's the late nineteen nineties, and the Cold War is over. Here's a bunch of images of like sickles falling through the sky mm-hmm. and like crumbling statues of Lenin and shit, and. It's very on the nose, and it's also very '90s in its use of CGI. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I kind of love it. Like, I, I partly, do. partly in a straightforward way, and partly in a kitsch way. Yeah, yeah.
0: They're they're playing with, uh, you know, the fact that like, you know, this is a post-Soviet uh, spy drama. Uh, the big spy thing that everyone cared about is over now. So what do we do? We gotta reevaluate it. I will note the 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 way this movie does, like, handle it in practice outside of the scene. I, I feel like they could have done more with. I, I, I think they just... I think the way it the movie just tends to depict it is, you know, just, well, we can't say it's the USSR, so we'll just say it's Russia. Uh, uh, regular see, Russia. I,
1: I don't know, because I think the angle of, like, Trevelyan's motives and mm-hmm. his relation with Orumov who by all appearances, is, like, a Russia guy, even if he's out for himself. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's interesting ground, and I feel like, going into this, I thought it was going to be, oh, they're trying to start the Cold War again, like in The Man Who Knew Too Little, or whatever. Right, right. Um, but, not quite going for that, and instead playing with, you know, the history of World War Two and uh mm-hmm. the allied countries and so on yeah. i think that's a little more interesting honestly yeah. it, it's doing its own thing um mm-hmm. i i would like it if it had explored things a bit more but this is already on the longer side for one of these movies it's mm-hmm. like pushing two hours yeah. uh and it, it probably would have bloated things a little bit
0: uh-huh uh so uh nine years later uh James Bond is very unsafely driving through the English countryside with a woman that we will not see after this scene I think unless it's like unless this is money penny I don't know
1: no no it's not she's she's like a psychiatrist assigned to analyze him I think
0: oh great that's hmm
1: what, one thing I love about uh, s- psychiatrists is how it's okay for them to make out with the people that they're analyzing yes famously. and not and not a serious breach of professional conduct
0: yeah uh it's it's something all right they they do like a fun car chase with this like sexy lady uh, in another car uh, I, I don't know why I don't know why they're racing me neither it, it just kind of happens. Yeah, hang on, let me just check something. Also, can I just say the
1: music for this sequence is fucking crazy. Uh huh. Like it's it's I, some
0: I, real penis music, I think. It,
1: it really is. It sounds like the tutorial music for
0: like a Jet Set Radio game. Hmm. It, that's great. It's it's okay. I I did check. Uh. I did want to check, like, when the Fast and Furious came out. That's 2001. So, disregard my looking stuff up. Uh, but, yeah, they they do, like... They do a car chase set to some wild-ass music. And then James Bond makes out with his psychiatrist, which is normal. Uh, uh, oh, there is also just this bit where... I, I love this, like, gag of them having to, like, avoid hitting... An entire like group of cyclists. Uh, mm-hmm. I I will note when you play this section in the game, you do have to like make sure you don't hit them, or you get like an instant game over.
1: Uh, <laughs> For real, that's such bullshit.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, so they uh, they they make out, uh, and we get uh, uh, the we get James Bond like arriving. To his uh, arriving to the next level of the game, uh, Paris.
1: Uh huh. There, there's a French casino, uh, and he's playing baccarat yeah. with the sexy car lady. Mm-hmm. I know nothing about baccarat. Nobody in America knows anything about baccarat. Mm-hmm. The only context any of us have for baccarat is that it's in Goldeneye and it's in Casino Royale. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's it's a it's a real like uh, it it's a it's just for all for all I care they might as well just be playing gi uh, <laughs> uh, uh, oh God now I'm thinking of I think my I think Argyle did like a bit about that in one of our little like tournaments we run for pot of greed uh, but yeah it's it's great um, uh, they're they're like very essentially playing uh, baccarat. Uh this section, it, it i I'm glad they incorporated the background mini game in here somehow. Uh uh This this lady is she rules. Uh her name is like Zenia Zergevia Ornatov. Uh, uh
1: it's it's on a top. On because a top. uh because, because uh every 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 bad woman and some of the good women in a bond Mm-hmm. Uh, story has to have a really Unsubtle and stupid double
0: entendre Uh-huh, like, uh Right, like, uh, fucking, uh, Pussy Galore Or what have you uh, Yeah Uh, yeah, so Uh, they, like, f- after, like, the match They, like, flirt for a while Uh, and eventually Uh, they, like They part ways, like, this guy, like, ushers her out Uh Uh, and uh, Bond, like, we we see Bond, like, just running through a mime show uh, uh, to, like, spy on her. Uh, because, of course, as we soon find out, she's, uh, she's, like, uh, an agent for, like, a crime syndicate. That, yes, uh,
1: the, the Janos crime syndicate. Yeah. Uh,
0: she, like, she does, we do see her give this man give this man who was with her the death nut. Uh,
1: Yeah, so this is, like, her signature move is she fucks you, and then she, like, clenches her legs around your midsection real tight, and that makes it so you can't breathe and you die, I think?
0: Yeah, yeah, I guess... I will say, it would have been better. I, I understand it would have been harder to pull off in this sort of film, both, like, tonally and, uh... Uh, Effects-wise, but I do wish she like crushed their heads between their si- her thighs. That would have been that would have kicked ass.
1: That's that's very true.
0: Yeah. Um.
1: Yeah. I I like how uh. I like how M in the mission briefing she sends Bond is literally just like, "Hey, don't fuck yeah her, please for please for once, don't try and fuck the target." Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's great. Um. Then he does, like, the the, the boat sneaking uh, level. He's He has to, like, fight some dudes. He's got to, like...
1: Okay, to be clear, he fights one dude. Uh, yeah, he fights
0: one dude.
1: There is one cabin boy there, and mm. then he just, like, gets him.
0: Yeah, he's like the <laughs> tutorial boss fight. Uh,
1: <laughs>
0: uh, and uh, we find that uh, Xenia is uh, high... So she took like the guy's like uh, uh, ID card so she could like sneak into this uh, uh, this like showing of like a cool new military plane that is one hundred percent immune to any sort of EMP or electronic interference. I wonder why. Uh, yeah,
1: the, the 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 tiger helicopter. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she she sneaks backstage, basically murks the pilots. She and her accomplice, who we don't know who he is yet, um, take their outfits, dress up as the pilots, board the tiger, and then I guess they just leave. They they just, just leave. Because like, it, it's a demonstration of the helicopter, so my understanding <laughs> is that they fly it and everybody's like, yay, it's so cool, and then it just goes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> this is like, this is like a fucking Hitman escape option.
1: It it really is, oh my god. <laughs>
0: Excellent work. E- excellent work on a top. Uh, uh, she. So, they, ju- they just leave. Uh, the, the plan went perfectly, but James Bond did see what happened. So, uh, uh, eventually. So, I think this. Is this when he goes to. I'm just checking the film. Uh, oh, yes. We got to, uh, the, uh, uh, this Space Weapons Control Center in Severnaya... Severnaya? Whatever. In in Russia. Severnaya,
1: yeah. Um, and we are meeting a wacky, disheveled hacker named Boris Kraschenko who mm. has locked his co-worker's computer with horny SimCity malware. <laughs> yeah. I... It, listen, if there's one thing I know about the 1990s, ev- every... Research facility or military facility had at least one wacky hacker who devoted uh, a significant chunk of his time to creating a bespoke UI with which to mock his victims.
0: Yeah, it, it's in Jurassic Park. It's in this. I, I, I'm I, I'm pretty sure it's in like Hackers or something. Uh, it's 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 so it's so goofy. He he makes she he tells her to put in a password and it is. Uh, the hint is, they're right in front of you, and you can use them to open big doors. So she has to type in knockers, uh, in English. Uh, very convenient. Um, uh, so... He also has, like, he introduces, like, his catchphrase, which is, if he's really good at, like, hacking something, he'll, like, shout, I am invincible! Uh, (laughs) I, I, uh, I do wish... But yeah, this this lady, uh, her name is... Uh, uh, I can never... Natalia. Yeah, Natalia. Uh, she's, like, throughout... She's gonna be, like, really important throughout the rest of this movie. Uh, uh-huh. Uh, and uh, as they're, like, uh, having their little games, uh, uh, this guy comes in, and, uh, he, like, Boris goes out for a smoke, and uh, uh, I believe is it urinov or uh O-Omarov. Omarov, Uh the,
1: the same gu- the same guy from the opening sequence yeah
0: urimov uh comes in and uh he uh he he somehow sabotages it he he sabotages like the weapons this is like meant to operate to uh fire well, upon itself so specifically what happens
1: is This facility was used to control the Mm GoldenEye satellite EMP system. Yeah. Um, I think that's been decommissioned, and now it's being used for other purposes. Right. But GoldenEye is still present on site. Yeah. Or or the controls for it. So, he pulls rank, because he's in control of this place. Um, he's like, I need the access codes, we need to test fire GoldenEye, um... But then he sets it up to actually fire Goldeneye at the facility. Uh, and meanwhile, Anatop, who's also there, uh, murders everybody and has a big cum about it.
0: Yeah, she sure does. Uh, um, I don't know how I feel about
1: Anatop. She just feels like... Like, I, I get the joke. It's just kind of... It doesn't
0: work for me. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's... A... Um, it... So... It's like... No, go on. Yeah, it's like one of those things where, like, in the right mindset, I think you can, like, think, wow, cool lady. But, like, the more you think about it, it's like, no, wait, this is just, like, baked in unfortunate stereotypes. Uh, yeah. Uh,
1: um, so, so what happens is basically they kill everybody except for um, Natalia, mm-hmm. who... It looks like she's going to escape through a vent, mm-hmm. but On Top uh, figures out that she went in there. Uh, and she fires at the ceiling. Uh, so Nat- she, Natalia is presumed dead. Anatop and Omarov are gone before anybody can arrive to investigate.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, Boris also gets away. Uh, we'll see more of him later. Uh, yeah, s- he- since he like stepped out for a smoke break, uh, he yep. wasn't in when it like fired. Uh. Uh. So, uh, let's see what happened. I believe Uh, now. Now
1: it's it's James Bond arriving at MI6 headquarters,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, and he has some banner with Money Penny, where she's like, "This could be this could constitute sexual harassment," but it's okay, it's okay, fellas, because we all know ladies really want it, right?
0: Uh This is
1: atrocious. It's I I cannot again. Like half the point of Austin Powers International Man of Mystery was like making fun of this idea of like the super spy as womanizing asshole but it's okay cause the, the ladies like him and I feel like seeing this in a movie made what two years later just mm-hmm. feels like if, if y'all were gonna take any lesson from that movie why was it the wacky comedy bits and not uh-huh. the part where it's like hey maybe rethink this character
0: archetype mm-hmm. it's yeah, it's, it's rough, it, it, you know, it, this is a weird poll, but it really reminds me of, like, it reminds me of, like, really shitty, like, really shitty horny anime, I guess.
1: Oh, no, I, I, I can see what you mean, just the sort of disconnect from any actual human, like, mm. conversation. Yeah. Uh, uh,
0: we so want our cake, and we're gonna eat it too, so let's have it. Yep. Uh
1: so n- now we get a bunch of exposition. Um, MI6 intercepted the Severnia facility's distress call, which one of the uh, one of the people at the facility sent out before they died. Mm. Um, they talk about the Golden Eye device, which is a satellite with a nuke in it, basically, so that it can set off an uh, EMP above any location on Earth. Right. Um, they have, are talking about how they have been assuming that it does not actually exist because mm-hmm. they think that the USSR at the time would not have had the financial or research capacity to devote to that.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, but uh, apparently they did. Uh, yeah. Uh, as they're, like, having this exposition, we find out uh, uh, Natalia's still in there. She's trying to figure out how to escape. Uh, yeah,
1: she, she, she did this cool thing, honestly, which is she... Hid in a cabinet But she fucked with the vent to make it look like She went through there Right. Um, When she comes out of hiding It's just in time for GoldenEye to fire Uh, The EMP blast Hits the facility And Mm. then I guess everything just starts exploding
0: Yeah this is a very liberal Understanding of what an EMP (laughs) does Uh, uh, Of course if an Electronic doesn't work anymore it's gonna Explode so Uh So that's what's happening here
1: they talk about like uh, fail on fail off fail explode uh, and 99% of the time what engineers will do is go with fail explode mm-hmm. because it's
0: uh it's fun i don't know
1: it, 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 it is fun it's really fun is the thing
0: yeah i i remember when uh, my my toaster broke and it just like blew into a million pieces that was it was cool to watch even if it was a mess to clean up uh, so, the same thing happened
1: with my rice cooker. It, it was like that scene in the 60s Batman movie. I was like running around looking for a sewer to chuck it in.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes you just can't get rid of a rice cooker. Uh, uh, and oh, also it like takes out, uh, these like planes that are flying over, like trying to figure out what's going on. I think these are Russian planes, but I, I don't know. Yeah,
1: they, they're, they are Russian MiGs.
0: Yeah. Uh,. It it takes out, like, these planes They, like, crash into, like The, like, above ground front area Uh, there's This really good bit where, like Natalia is, like It looks like this, like, set of monitors Is gonna land on her, but they, like Catch on a cable, like, right before They hit her Uh, uh, the whole thing goes Down in flames, she, like, mourns Her, like, best friend who happened to, like Get caught in this whole thing Uh, and Eventually, she just, like, has to, like, she, she, like, enough wreckage, like, breaks down that she's able to, like, climb outside. And I do love that, like, the last shot before, like, she's somewhere else is she finds, like, this, like, mush, this, like, musher of sled dogs or whatever the terminology is. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, so she did just, like, get away on these, presumably, uh, we did, like, see, like, the sled dogs earlier on, uh, just, like, going through the area. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, they should have shown that. In fact, I'm sad they didn't include, like, the little escape sequence, uh, game where you ride them around.
1: Oh, did
0: uh, they have but... that in Goldeneye? I- I'm sure I it have... was.
1: Um. I-, I mean, like, listen, this is a pretty straight adaptation. I would be surprised if it wasn't in there.
0: Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh,
1: uh, so back at MI6 Their surveillance is a little fucked up Because of the EMP but eventually they managed to Reestablish it with a new satellite The damage is congruent With what they would expect from Goldeneye So Goldeneye real mm-hmm. uh, Bond posits that an insider must have been invol- Involved or else the attackers Wouldn't have gotten the access codes uh, And then he notices movement on the feed Which is Natalia Yeah. Um, and then Bond convened To discuss who the syndicate's Inside man might be M talks about how it could be Orumov, but political analysts have ruled him out because it doesn't fit. He doesn't fit the profile of a traitor. Uh, and then they get in this weird argument where it's like, I, "I think you're uptight and overly rational. I think you're a sexist relic of the Cold War, which you objectively are. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm sending you out anyway, but don't don't go after Orumov just to get revenge, uh-huh. which." never actually comes up now no. that i think about it
0: no like revenge comes up for sure it's i would say it's like a key motivator of this entire film but yeah uh, but no no he
1: or he, orimov's never really the target of it he's yeah. just an antagonist
0: mm-hmm. uh so he leaves for saint petersburg uh and uh he meets like he meets a CIA contact. No, I think. no, 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 yeah. no, no. Oh, whoa, I forgot the important. scene before. I forgot the scene before. Uh, yeah. So there is, we we get like, uh, uh, Selensk, I think his name is uh, like meet. No, no, Selensk is something else. Um, Uramov like meets up with like this like board of like, uh, ministry officials to like. Mm. I- I'm not sure if he's covering his ass or just trying to get more intel. He I, does- b- I
1: believe this is a cover-up. Yeah. He's talking about this attack with Siberian separatists. Mm-hmm. He offers to resign. I-, I read this as he knows they're go- not going to actually make him do it. He just wants to look good. Yeah. Um, they ask for assurance that there are no other GoldenEye satellites. He says yes. Uh, and then they ask about the two missing Severnaya technicians. And Orimov is uh, thrown off by that because... He thought Natalia was dead. He mm-hmm. thought Boris was the only one who may have survived. Yeah. Uh, um there there's some antagonism seated here between Ormov and the defense minister which will come up later. Uh, but then before before Bond meets up with his contact, he's got to go get his gadgets. Yeah. It's, it's it's Q. Q is the explanation for where he gets all these gadgets in the game.
0: Mhm. Yeah.
1: Um hey, you know what is I was paying close attention.
0: Mhm.
1: I, so, this sequence, they explain the belt that's also, like, a grappling hook. Mm-hmm. They explain the X-ray document scanner, which I don't think actually comes up. No, no. I, I think... They 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 explain the grenade pen. That one's important. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they actually explain the watch laser. No, I... So, so later on, Bond just, on train, he just has a laser in his watch.
0: Yeah, I... I don't know much about like James Bond as like a character but I think like the idea is like the watch laser is something he's always got. I'm not sure. Uh I
1: guess I guess that could be it. You know, it's it, yeah. like
0: his signature gadget like yeah. how on
1: totally spies they had those little uh little compacts that are also communication devices and mm-hmm.
0: shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh there's also some like there's, like, a lot of background gags. Uh, there's, like, a guy who accidentally, like, sets off this phone booth trap that's, like, an airbag, and he has to be escorted out while in the phone booth. Uh, there's, like, a part where, like, he just... Where James Bond just, like, grabs a sandwich, and he says... And Q says, don't touch that! That's my lunch. It's a good bit. There, There is, like, a lot of, like... Uh, Oh, right, a guy fucking, like, gets launched out of an ejector seat. That's great. Uh, uh, So, uh, James Bond lands in St. Petersburg, where he meets uh, a CIA contact, Jack Wynn. Jack Wade. Wade, sorry, Jack Wade. Uh, And, uh, like, kind of the gag is just, I feel like kind of the gag with him is just, like, uh, the CIA's up to way more shit than MI6 is. Uh, uh, that's half
1: the gag, and the other is, like, he's not this suave spy archetype. Yeah. He's just a
0: guy. He's just doing his job. Uh-huh. Uh, they, like... They, like, have to go to, like, this uh l- this very tiny car. I love this tiny car that he has to, like, do repairs on to get to work. Uh, mm-hmm. He's, like, expositing about uh, how... Like, there's this leader of the syndicate. He supposedly has, like, this uh, train that's, like, always moving that used to be, like, Soviet stuff. Uh, There's, like, a bit where James Bond's, like, holding him up to, like, give him more information. There's a bit where he's, like, doing repairs on the car. And, like, in order to get it to work, he has James Bond give him a sledgehammer so he can just fucking whack the thing. Like, first he uses it to, like... Just, you know, hammering a little Gently
1: lamp. tap a little chisel, yeah. And
0: then he just does a, a full-on engineer TF2 like percussive maintenance on it. It's great. He's also got a tattoo that says Muffy. That is like... It's like Muffy over a rose and he says that's his third wife. I, I love that. Uh,
1: I, I, my favorite part of this whole sequence is when they're talking about Zukovsky who's this ex-KGB agent. Mm-hmm. Now he's got a... Syndicate to rival the Giannis Syndicate, um, and they talk about Wade's talking about like uh, he ha- he has a limp, and then Bond is like, oh yeah, I know him. I gave him the limp. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, they they get that all lined up, and then we cut over to Natalia, who has made her way back to civilization. Mm-hmm. Hang on, I'm going to sneeze. Yep, <coughs> once more.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <coughs> Natalia, who has made her way back to civilization, uh, this is a fun bit. She goes to a local IBM office and mm. says that she wants to order, like, 35 computers for some foreign schools, uh, but this is actually just a pretense to use a demonstration model. Uh, she contacts Boris, and they arrange a meeting at a church in Smolensk. He's like, listen, trust no one. Um, honestly, the big thing with the scene is I used to work on, like, refurbishing computers Ooh. that had this same sort of case, and mm-hmm. seeing the back panel is very uh, nostalgic for me. Yeah,
0: it's it's some real good old computer stuff. Uh, uh, in high school, I had, like, this computer program I, like, studied, and, like, uh, I got to, like, handle, like, stuff like this. It was great. Uh, so, so Natalia goes
1: to the, the church, but it's spooky, and she runs away because i guess this russian woman has never seen an eastern orthodox church before um Uh she runs smack into boris uh and then the scene's just over yeah
0: and it's a it's a little weird yeah i feel like maybe they like cut out like a bit where they like exchange words or maybe like set up more tension or something but
1: like so so i think at this point we can say boris was actually the inside man not Mm -hmm. Orimov. yeah yeah um He's, he's working with the baddies. And it feels like... It feels like that should become apparent here. Like, she lets her guard down, and then he's like, uh, no, actually, didn't I say trust no one and has her at gunpoint or something? I don't know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, that'll all become apparent later. For now, it's the end of the scene. Uh, Bond is going after Zukovsky. There's a... This whole sequence is a blast uh-huh, uh-huh. It, it starts with him like holding zukovsky at gunpoint and then he's like oh shit i recognize that sound that's a uh, walther ppk i only know three people who use that gun and i've killed two of them uh and then another guy gets bond at gunpoint
0: mm-hmm. it, uh <laughs> it's good shit it just like coming in like the the way it's like framed is so that you can't like see him sneaking up, you just suddenly see the gun there. Yeah. Uh,
1: no, the the framing in this movie is fantastic yeah. in general. Yeah. The, um
0: there's like some there's some Russian women dressed up as like cowboys singing Stand by Your Man. Uh, James Bond does not like this. Uh, this, this, is, this is all very metaphorical. It's, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, yeah, the yeah.
1: W- Western the Westernization. Uh, values being mm-hmm. imposed on post-Soviet Russia, yada, yada. Anyway, uh, it, it's, it's this long sort of comedy sequence, which then gives way to Zukovsky and Bond having a serious discussion in Zukovsky's office. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he explains the enigmatic head of the Yanus Syndicate is a Lienz Cossack. Uh, which I looked up does appear to be a real thing. Um, they were a group of anti-communist partisans that worked with the Nazis, uh, mm-hmm. and when World War II ended, they sought refuge with the British. Uh, and the British were like, um, "We're we were we're still nominally allies with the Soviets, and we don't like the Nazis. Mm-hmm. So instead of Operation Paperclipping, you, we're just gonna like." send you back cuz you don't really have any strategic value to us mm-hmm. uh and then they all got
0: shot. Yeah. Uh wild shit. Which uh, which, which
1: during the scene I was a little confused like how if it was like a metaphorical thing like how could he be Elias Cossack if they're all dead and also that was in the 40s but it it becomes apparent later. It yeah, it yeah. makes more sense once we learn more about
0: Janos. Mm-hmm. Uh so uh Uh, at this point, I believe, uh, let me see. Right, so, they, they have to, like, set him up with, with a meeting with Janosch. Uh, uh, and they do it at the Grand Hotel Europe. So, we get James Bond chilling in the pool, uh, and they, as he's, like, relaxing, there's someone sneaking around. And, uh, it's, of course, on a top. And James Bond has to fight her. Uh they And, and or maybe fuck her? And fuck like, her. Uh listen.
1: I I understand the erotic appeal of violence, but like this is just a weird sequence.
0: Yeah. There's like it, there's like a bit in are in like a sauna and she like accidentally gets sits on like uh some like burning hot coals or something or a hot plate. Uh uh, but, uh, eventually... This was definitely not in the video game, by the way. Yeah. Like, I I don't
1: have the most comprehensive knowledge of GoldenEye. I mm-hmm. think I can say, pretty conclusively, you know, Rare got away with a lot for Conker's Bad Fur Day, but I don't think they would have managed to get this sort of sex fight on mm-hmm. the Nintendo 64. Yeah,
0: I, it would have been very hard to render, and, like, uh, I'm, I'm just... I mean, it is, like, a Nintendo console, of course. Uh, Now that I... You know, there is... That does remind me, though, something I have been thinking about, which is, this is also around the time of, like, Metal Gear Solid, uh, and, like, uh, just the parallels between that and this. And also, there's this, like, general sneaking theme that I think is in, like, both the game and the movie that really sounds like... Like one of the sneaky things, and like in like, uh, like MGS One, it's just it, it, it's it's funny to think about how like stealth is how the stealth genre really like developed at this point in time in history. It, it's funny you
1: make that comparison, by the way, because mm-hmm. Boris is very much sort of the same character archetype as Oh Otacon, yeah. yeah, but like he reads almost as like. I, I hate I hate to get all TV tropes with it. He reads almost as like a deconstruction of that idea. Yeah, because, like in, like a oh reversal. oh he he's like he's like a we, he's like a weird nerd, but he he's funny. But actually no, he actually sucks. Like yeah. the, the the weird nerd shit is a layer on top of the fact that he's actually like an awful person.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There
1: there's not there's not hidden depths here. He yeah. just sucks.
0: Yeah, I also well well yeah. I have another thing I'll, I ha- I think about specifically that, but we'll get to it later. Uh, actually pretty close to later, because uh, after, like, James Bond is able to, like, uh, uh, hold her at gunpoint and escape, he has to, like, go to this... I would describe this as a Soviet graveyard. It's just, like, this junkyard that's full of, uh, just uh, half, half, like, half demolished, uh, like, Soviet statues and stuff, like statues of Lenin and Stalin and stuff. Uh Uh-huh. Again, not a very subtle movie. uh Uh-huh. And, of course, as he meets, like, this uh, visual metaphor for the end of the Soviet Union, he meets... uh, He meets uh, uh, Janos, who, as it turns out, is 006. Uh, I, I
1: really love the scene where he's, like coming out of these this shadowy doorway Mm -hmm. the lighting is incredible yeah like he's in complete darkness until suddenly he isn't anymore Uh uh-huh and even knowing that oh Giannis is alec obviously even knowing that ahead of time this was still a delight yeah uh so so trevelyan sort of clarifies and explains his backstory um his family escaped execution for being collaborator scum uh, but his father ended up being due to like shame and despair he committed murder suicide so now he's an orphan mm-hmm. and i guess MI6 or like britain in general was just like oh, a kid was what 5 years old he won't remember any of that just, yeah no let him be a spy let him be mm-hmm. like the sixth highest ranked spy in the country
0: yeah just uh put him in with uh 007 uh who's he was also an orphan. His parents died in a climbing accident. I, I just find that an interesting detail. Uh, and he,
1: do, he does a lot of climbing in this, and it doesn't go bad for him. Uh-huh,
0: yeah. He has surpassed his parents. Uh, uh, there, there's this weird
1: angle that develops now as well, where, like... Trevelyan is really mad that Bond shortened the timers on the explosives. Yeah. Um. Which seems petty to me, because... One, you lived, and two, he seems mad that he got a scar, but it's like kind of a handsome scar, yeah. and depending on the lighting, sometimes barely visible. So it just seems like he's being kind of a little bitch. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It, listen, the level was really hard for him. He had to restart a whole bunch of times. <laughs> uh. <laughs> you know, you know. I never thought about what an
1: escort mission was like from the other person's perspective. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Oh, they
0: shot me again. Oh well. Uh huh. Uh, so, uh, they, they sort of, uh, uh, oh, right, here's the other thing I wanted to bring up, which is just this whole, like, uh, uh, this, like, former, like, ally turned enemy, uh, uh, sort of, it really reminds me of, like, a couple different, it reminds me of both Gray Fox and Liquid Snake, like, especially, there's, like, a very Liquid Snake feel to this guy, I think, uh,
1: I've... Hang on a second. I need to look up the uh, Metal... Metal Gear Solid came out in
0: 1998. Yeah. It, it... huh? Interesting coincidence.
1: I mean, it, it might not be a coincidence. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know what the production schedule on a movie looks like. Uh-huh. Honestly, right, so right. May- maybe this was all already set in stone by then. Mm-hmm. But it is funny to think about.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh... I
1: mean, you know what? I, I guess all this was already in. GoldenEye
0: 1997, mm-hmm. so,
1: like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah n- no, you're right. It probably is just coincidence.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, so uh, they're about to fight, but uh, James Bond gets, like, shot and taken out, but it was actually, like, a sleeping dart. And uh-huh. uh, the next thing, like, right after that is he wakes up to uh, Natalia screaming at him, Uh, as they're both, like, strapped into a, uh, into, into the helicopter, and, uh, they need to, like, escape before, like, the, uh, trap sets off, which is, uh, uh, in, like, 30 seconds, it's about to launch, uh, some missiles at them, or it's about to launch out missiles and redirect it at itself. Uh,
1: I, I think the idea is that the missiles are going to be launched at the ground, and then mm-hmm. Bond starts headbutting the controls, because his wrists are bound, mm-hmm. and manages to get enough lift that the missiles fire into the sky, but yeah. then, like you said, they're heat-seeking, they turn back around, mm-hmm. Um and then he just starts headbutting the helicopter's eject button, which is eventually successful. The yeah. rotor blades fly off every which way, and then the cockpit launches into the air. Yeah. this whole thing's very goofy. I'm like ninety percent sure it's not in the source material
0: uh-huh.
1: i I think they just needed to come up with an explanation for mm-hmm. how we get from point A, which is this Soviet graveyard to point B, which is A prison slash archive building
0: yeah i i feel like this is more like i'm not sure if this is specifically a prison or just like a government building that like hap that they happen to have like a more clandestine jail cell in that that
1: probably makes sense honestly yeah what what happens is they manage not to explode natalia immediately starts trying to run for some reason i'm not clear on Mm -hmm. bond grabs her they struggle then some soldiers pull up hold them at gunpoint bring them to this prison cell. Uh, Bond is trying to convince Natalia they're on the same side, and there's a really, a, a really cool moment here, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, she is claiming she has nothing to do with any of this, but he's like, I can tell you were at the site of the Golden Eye Blast, because you're wearing a digital watch that's not working. Yeah. And I, I really like that. It's, I think it makes him feel more like a spy than just, like, going around and shooting people you know what yeah, i mean yeah like like he, he's using his brain a little bit mm-hmm. and i wish he used it a little more but when that does happen in this movie it's fun
0: yeah uh, um uh so as they're like arguing uh, uh eventually this the like minister of defense comes in uh and like is going to like interrogate bond but like bond is like being a suave asshole and not cooperating uh but yeah but instead of, like, getting shot for it, uh, uh, Natalia breaks it up and calls them, like, boys with toys. Uh,
1: she, she explains, the insider must have been Boris Grushenko. Nobody mm-hmm. else could have done it. Which is a, a weird way to frame it, because Orimov pulled rank. Like, he, he could have done that without Boris. Uh, mm-hmm. But whatever. Um, and... He yeah. Natalia explains Oromov was there, he was working with Boris Krushenko, he set off GoldenEye, and there is a second Goldeneye satellite.
0: Yeah, there's a second. Uh, one. And,
1: and then Orimov himself storms in. This man looks so fucking sweaty. He's having a miserable time. <laughs> yeah,
0: he he just he is I think he had to do his own sneaking mission, except it was like he had to do like social stealth and like uh try not just just the worst meaning of his life. Uh, and, uh... So, but, uh... uh he, he, like, breaks him out. He kills the Minister of Defense. And uh, in the ensuing struggle, uh, James Bond and Natalia escape. And they do the prison escape level. Uh, uh, it's It's great. I love seeing... Like, James Bond going around with an assault rifle is really funny to me. Like, I don't know, maybe he's got, he uses more weapons and other stuff, but, like, an assault rifle just feels more, like, action-specific in a way that James Bond doesn't feel. And yeah, I love you know, that. Like,
1: like these, these, are, these are novels and these are video games about, like, being more stealthy and puzzly about it and mm-hmm. like it's like agent 47 right yeah. like you you use the handgun if you use anything it mm-hmm. you... it does feel a little silly sometimes uh-huh
0: i he does like a fucking like uh fps a shoot and slide uh and eventually they get into like an archives room uh and they have to do this thing where they push over like all these bookshelves so they can seal off the upstairs entrance
1: uh-huh it's pretty fun honestly yeah uh Uh, despite that natalia gets captured uh bond swings across a gap using his rappel belt and like launches himself through a window to a courtyard full of tanks why is there a courtyard full of tanks there because the next level has a tank in it
0: yeah the i will say the tank sequence in this movie i think is maybe the my favorite scene in the in the whole thing
1: It's really fun, like, Uh, getting there is contrived, but it's so worth
0: it. Yeah, he, like, like, uh, Irmov and, uh, is, like, driving carefully. He's gotta, like, go through all this, like, uh, go, like, get through, like, narrow tunnels, make it, like, dodge through traffic, uh, and all the while he's, like, holding a gun to Natalia, while James Bond is just barreling through, just fuck you! I'm James Bond. <laughs> He's dumbest fucking. Nothing can stop him. Uh...
1: Boom, boom! I'm crushing walls. I'm wearing. I'm wearing an equestrian statue for a hat. I'm James Bond.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Uh huh. I, I do think it goes on a bit long, and like there are a few too many shots of Orobov just like frantically swigging vodka from his flask. Uh huh. But it, it, it's it's enjoyable. Yeah. And, and they they do some fun spots with it. Yeah, um, I love. And then, oh no, go ahead. I love
0: just James Bond occasionally, like peeking his head out of the tank, his head out of the tank to like get, <gasps> he looks to like so get a better silly. view. It's very silly.
1: <laughs> oh my god! So Orlov manages to stay ahead of Bond long enough to bring her aboard Giannis's, uh decommissioned Soviet train base. Bond sees where he's going and. I guess somehow he maneuvers the tank into the train's path. Mm-hmm. I don't know how it works out geographically. Um, also, Trevelyan is being a weird pervert, even by this movie's standards. Uh-huh.
0: Uh, there's this great part where, like, uh, where, like the train is going, and uh, it's it's going up against the tank. The tank, like, fires at it. All that does is set it on fire. It, it erupts in flames, and it's so cool! hmm And, uh, eventually, it just plows right through the tank. But James Bond already got out. Uh, it's great shit. Uh. uh
1: so, yeah, Bond manages to board the train. He has Trevelyan and top at gunpoint. But Orimov has Natalia at gunpoint. And then th- this part is weird. hmm So... Bond tries to win Orimov over by talking about how, like, listen, Trevelyan is, his parents were Leon's Cossacks, he sold me out, he's a traitor, he's gonna betray you, you can't trust him. Um, and then he just shoots Orimov anyway. Uh Uh-huh. Because I guess he's worried that Orimov will still kill the girl. Yeah. Um, but mostly this just gives Trevelyan an on top time to retreat to another car. Yeah. I don't, I don't know why this is in here. It's really weird, considering it doesn't go anywhere at all. Yeah, he failed a speech <laughs> like, check. Like, like, Orimov doesn't even, like, respond to him. He just kind of stares, like, worried at Trevelyan, if I recall mm. correctly. And Trevelyan's like, come on, you're, you're gonna listen to this asshole?
0: Yeah.
1: Um... Uh, yeah, I, I think they had to truncate this sequence a lot from Train in the game, which I remember being more involved. Um, the important thing is Natalia and Bond are sealed in one train car after Trevelyan and Anatop escape to the other one. Um... There's bombs set to explode? Because I guess... This was all Trevelyan's design, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's there's a line about... Uh, I'm going to give you... You have six minutes to escape. The six the same six minutes you gave me. And Bond is like... Well, you have three minutes. And it's like... I get it. But, like...
0: He thought you were gonna die. He thought you were already dead. You know? Mm-hmm. So, like... Whatever, man. Yeah. Um, I... Uh, like, Natalia has, like... While, while, like, James Bond is, like, trying to figure out a way to get out, she's, like, hacking into, like, the, uh, workstation nearby to, like, get, uh, info on, like, where, where they're headed, and... uh uh-huh. she, she she's tracing
1: where Boris is communicating yeah. with, essentially. Uh,
0: and uh. I guess, like, at that same time, uh, uh, Boris is on there, like, and he's setting up, like, a counter, like... Some, like, countermeasures to, like, have her go through. And she has to, like, guess a password. It's, and the the hint is, uh, you sit on it, but you can't take it with you. And I love this screen of her, like, trying to put in passwords, going with his, like, uncomfortably horny theme. And he, she types in butt rejected, arse rejected, buns rejected, rear rejected. It's an incredible image, and uh, James Bond says, "Oh, it's chair," and that works.
1: It's uh, and and then Boris starts freaking out, and he's just ripping wires out of his system uh-huh. so she can't maintain the uplink, uh-huh. uh, which is fun. Um, meanwhile, Bond is using the laser watch that I guess he has because uh-huh. I guess it's just his thing um, to cut open a hole in the. Floor of the train. Mm-hmm. Um, Natalia managed to pinpoint Boris to somewhere in southeastern Cuba, mm-hmm. but between him disconnecting everything and Bond being like, "Hey, this place is about to explode. We need to go." Mm-hmm. She's she can't quite pinpoint it,
0: right? Right. Um,
1: so they so they get off the train. It explodes. They have some real mediocre banter, mm-hmm. uh, and then they start making out. I guess. Yeah. It, the romance in this movie is. Entirely perfunctory. Yeah, it's oh
0: oh, it's James Bond. He's got James Bond has to fuck. He has to, or he'll die. Um, So uh, they go to uh, they like they go to Cuba. They're like driving around in this sports car, and they run into who else but uh, Jack Wayne, uh, who like gives them a plane. Uh, which he was flying earlier they like swap vehicles uh,
1: uh-huh and he he also gives them like a shopping bag full of i guess remote detonated mines based yeah. on what happens after this yeah
0: yeah yeah i i'm um, looking at the scene and like you can see a little bit of one like as he's like taking as he's like uh going through it uh i do love his fucking uh beachwear that like yeah it's it's an aesthetic... Despite him being a Fed, I will say it is an aesthetic I aspire to. Uh,
1: I, I, I love uh, bright, loud print shirts. Mm. They're great. Yeah. Um, so their problem is, essentially, they know that the GoldenEye Control Facility will be centered on a massive satellite dish like Severnaya mm. had, but Wade says, we don't think there is one. Our surveillance would have picked it up. Mm. Um, so... They just gotta do their best to look for it. They take the plane, but hey, 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 hey! Before we look for this, the control base, this incredibly dangerous super weapon, uh, it's getting, you know, it's getting a little bit late, and we didn't, mm-hmm. we didn't have a chance to sleep on the plane to the Caribbean. Uh, how about we, we sit by the ocean? James Bond's sad now. He's gonna brood for a bit, uh, and then we're gonna go straight to. We're gonna have a conversation about how Natalia's like. I, dying is bad. I don't know how you're so cold. And he's like, "Well, it's a coping mechanism." And she's like, "It's a shit one." Mm-hmm. And then they make out some more, and then they have sex off screen. Uh huh. This whole
0: romance is nothing. It's 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 garbage. Yeah. Um. So eventually, uh, we after they after they fuck, they have to like go out on this plane and like look around for, uh, wherever this base could be. That's uh, and eventually they get, uh, they get, like, shot at by a, a missile from an unseen source, uh, and they crash down into, like, uh... The into jungle. Into the jungle, yeah. Uh, and it's time for one last boss fight with, uh, with, uh, on a top. Uh, I, I gotta say, uh, the way she goes is rough. Uh
1: Yeah, so... So what happens is basically she's trying to sex kill James Bond mm-hmm. with, with her sternum crush thing. Natalia tries to hit her, which mostly just distracts her long enough for Bond to shoot at the helicopter she rappled down from. She's attached to it by the waist, I guess? Yeah, And the movement of the erratic movements of the helicopter launch her into a tree and she's crushed against the tree.
0: Yeah, and, and he's like, he he gives the shitty fucking one-liner. I hate it. It's like he's like, oh she she did always enjoy
1: a good squeeze. And it's like, eh, uh huh. You you can do better, man. Yeah,
0: come on. Um, uh, so after her ironic death, uh, we we like they like sneak into like the dish because as yeah, it turns so, so yeah. Oh yeah, go on. As it turns out, uh, the reason they can't find the dish, uh, like through normal scanning, is because it's underwater most of the time, and it's coming up now to uh, uh, launch uh, launch an EMP at London. Uh, Yeah,
1: basically, like this whole lake that they were flying over mm -hmm. earlier—it is the dish. It's just built into this crevice between a bunch of mountains. Uh, and the, the antenna's coming up, the lake's draining away. Bond and Natalia go into the depths of the, of the facility after being shot at by Trevelyan's men, and they, like, slide down. Wee! They're sliding down! It's yeah. so funny! It's very whimsical. Um, the the camera is, like, whipping around every which way. Mm-hmm. Really weird
0: shot. Yeah. Uh, um. So... Go ahead. Yeah, so... Like, at, at this point, we see, like, Boris is, is in fact, working directly with, uh, with, uh, 006. And, uh, they eventually, they get in, they set up the bombs, they set us up the bombs, and, uh, they get caught, uh, and, uh... Neil- well, well,
1: Bond gets caught, like, right away. Yeah. Um, and he's brought to Trevelyan and Boris. While that's happening, Natalia is... She's gotten dual computer and she's fucking around on it. Yeah, I um,
0: I do like this bit for her where uh, she where she has to like find a way to surpass like her coworker who's who is supposed to be a better hacker than her. I like that for her. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, uh, they have to uh, they she, he like she like sets up like these like passwords that he has to guess and he's really having yep. trouble with it. And yeah, she's got this encryption
1: going. Yeah. Um, this is also where Trevelyan explains his plan.
0: Yeah. Uh. So,
1: this is maybe the stupidest part of the movie for me. So, mm. so how this works is, uh, Boris is going to force a transfer away from the Bank of England to his and Trevelyan's personal accounts.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh. Right after that, Goldeneye is going to be fired, which will erase any record of the transaction. Mm-hmm. So... How exactly is an electronic transfer going to work if there's no record of the transaction? And also, why wouldn't there be a record of the transaction on the other end?
0: Yeah, yeah, I don't get it. It, 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 I guess it, it just works, I guess.
1: It, it just works, but also this is as much to get revenge on the British state yeah. uh, as anything else. Yeah, the Trevelyan. Trevelyan's really sad that his Nazi dad killed himself, mm-hmm. and um, that's that's the British's fault. Apparently, like, <laughs> listen, uh, Britain, England has done done a lot of bad things, but I, I gotta, I gotta give him a pass on this
0: one. Yeah, and also like he, he his plan is like. He does mention, like, how all of these, like, systems are gonna fail, uh, uh, all the electronics are gonna break, it's gonna destroy, like, the stock market, it's presumably going to, like, leave, it's going to be a nightmare on pretty much anyone who's in a hospital in the UK. Uh, Uh Uh-huh. It's, it's a lot, it's, it's, yeah, anyways, anyways, so, uh, what ultimately happens is, uh, uh. Uh, Boris cannot guess the passwords that uh, Natalia set up, and at some point, he got a hold of uh, James Bond's pen. They, like, strip him of his, like, accoutrement. And uh-huh, and
1: Boris doesn't realize this is an exploding pen, so he's just, like, angry stimming on it. Yeah. Like, it in back and forth. I, I really like this bit, honestly, mm. because... It's this really mundane action of clicking of idly clicking the button on a pen mm-hmm. again and again. and you can tell that Bond is like trying to keep counting his head to figure out if it's armed or not at any given time. and it, it contrasts with the very big and wild uh, events that are otherwise going on.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: I, th- I think it's really fun.
0: yeah, yeah it's it's fun. it's a it's a good bit of tension. And eventually, he's able to figure out when it's armed, and he, like, knocks it away into, I don't know, I guess a structural weak point or something. It, it, I think it's like an oil
1: storage tank or mm-hmm. something, because it explodes real big from yeah. the little pen. Yeah, um, the, the whole fucking facility goes to hell, basically. Yeah. Uh. Um, so, Bond and Natalia escape in the confusion. Natalia is like... Boris still might be able to break the code if he survived. So, James Bond figures we should destroy the transmitter to be safe. Mm-hmm. Uh, they take an elevator to the top of the facility. They jump a soldier. Natalia finally gets a gun, which has been a really weird thing not to be in this until now. Because, from what I remember of GoldenEye, she has a gun for, like, every stage of that game that right, she's in. Right, right. Um... She never fires it either. She just uses it to hold a guy at gunpoint.
0: Yeah. Um, uh,
1: so yeah, they, they split up. Um, Bond is going on this like big old suspended bridge. Trevelyan is giving chase by cable car. Uh, they start shooting at each other, but neither can like get a good get a good one off.
0: Hmm. Uh, uh. Boris is like being held at gunpoint to like uh, sort of control the situation with his uh, hacking abilities. But unfortunately for him, uh, James Bond uh, grabs a pipe and shoves it into uh, some sort of conveyor belt, uh, thus causing a malfunction. And
1: uh, Yeah, I, I, I really like this. Like, mm-hmm. I wasn't even thinking about this earlier, but it's fun having the contrast of this very elaborate system that we've mostly been focused on the computerized angle of. But now we're seeing the mechanical parts, and it's like, oh, yeah, no. A mechanical point of failure can cause cascading issues through the whole thing, yeah. obviously. Um, so yeah, he sabotages the antenna. Then he has a pretty fun fight scene with Trevelyan. Um, mm-hmm. Most of it, while they're indoors, is pretty dark, but it's still readable. I think few too many cuts. I'm always complaining about how many cuts there are in these movies. But the action is still generally clear, and I think mm-hmm. there's a good tempo to the whole thing. Um, and there's this really fun moment where... Uh, <laughs> Trevelyan is about to shoot him, but Bond, like, causes a ladder to descend, and he just rides it down.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, they, eventually, they, he, like, is able to, like, knock him over onto the ground, and, like, right before he does it, he's like, so, is it for, for Mother England, or whatever the fuck? It's- for
1: England, James, would like this whole catchphrase they've had through the mm. whole movie, so it's like, oh, they're resolving that recurring bit. For England, James, and James is like, no, for me, yeah,
0: and he fucking kicks him down, and go- and then <laughs> we get Looney Tunes shit. Uh huh.
1: So one. He Trevelyan like falls all this way And he's like ah, And like it starts with an obvious green screen mm-hmm. uh, Then we see You know Boris is too late To get the satellite back on track It's burning up in the atmosphere Because that's where Natalia sent it uh, And we just get this shot of him
0: screaming into the camera mm-hmm. I, And that then- <laughs> I love There's like shots of him like looking direct Where it's like he's Staring at the monitor angrily and like shouting at it, it's great. Uh, uh,
1: so so then Trevelyan somehow he fell like a hundred fifty feet onto concrete, but he's still alive, just long enough to be crushed under the antenna as it falls apart. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Bond by this point has been rescued by Natalia, who had a helicopter pilot at gunpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, and Boris, he's nearly killed. He isn't. He he has his whole "I am invincible," and then there's some liquid nitrogen canisters there. Yeah,
0: they, they just and yeah, and they explode, and he gets flash frozen. It's it's an incredible end to this guy. Catchphrase, death, uh, statue of where of who you once were, and it is a very silly looking uh, flash free- freezing. He's got like. Tentacle er, sorry, he's got icicles sticking off of him. Uh yeah. he, he looks very silly in this pose.
1: Straight up, like I said, Looney Tune shit. Mm-hmm. He's a living cartoon.
0: Uh-huh. Uh and so uh James Bond and Natalia are able to escape, and I guess the helicopter pilot is doesn't care anymore and flies off. Uh Hey, I didn't they, think
1: about that actually. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it, I mean, fuck it. There's nothing in it for me, right? So, yeah. you know.
0: Yeah.
1: But hey, I, I already got paid. If, if you let me live, there's no problem with yeah. me. Um, so, yeah, Wade is here with uh, with some Marines in ghillie suits who did nothing to help. Um, but they'll escort them back to, yeah. uh, you know, safe haven. He has a line about debriefing each other at Guantanamo.
0: Didn't age good. Yeah, that is, that is like, the last... The last lines in the movie are uh, <clears throat> maybe you two would like to finish debriefing each other at Guantanamo. James Bond says, what could possibly go wrong? And they, they fly <laughs> away, presumably to have sex in the torture prison. Hell yeah! I mean, listen, the whole area is Guantanamo.
1: Yeah. So like, uh, they're just going to have sex near the torture prison. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What a strange movie! Uh-huh.
0: Uh huh. But a pretty fun one.
1: Uh,
0: and yeah, that's that's the end of the movie. We get credits. Uh, so, how would you rank this film?
1: I mean, as an adaptation, like five out of five. Obviously, like I said, yes. pretty
0: much pretty much beat for
1: beat the N sixty four game,
0: mm.
1: um, including Bond just like having a laser watch on the train. Mm-hmm. And it never really being explained. Um, in terms of like as a movie, I'd probably say a three or four out of five. Not not the best, but like it's fun. I enjoyed it a lot.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'd give it three or four, three out of five as a movie. It's it's a fun watch. Uh, it's I, I could I could hypothetically see myself. Uh, wait, hang on. I'm looking at the credits because I just have this movie on. Uh, Robbie Coltrane is in this. Wait, what? Hang on, hang on. Let me see this real quick. Who does he play? Uh, oh! He pl- he plays the the XKGB guy. Yeah, yeah. Great. Great. Uh, a gooby for the ages. Uh, anyways. Uh, yeah, Ronnie- so, uh, yeah, three out, 5 out of 5 adaptation, 3 out of 5 movie. I, I could see myself, you know, You know, just hanging out with some friends and just watching this for, like, an hour to pass time. Uh, good movie. Uh, well, fine movie. Okay movie. Enjoyable movie.
1: Uh... It it, it is, like I said earlier, it is what I would call a romp.
0: Yeah. Uh, so... Uh, with that... All said and done. we We didn't really send out for questions, but, uh... Mostly because I wanted this to be a surprise. Uh, so, uh, is there something you want to watch next month? I, I've i been thinking about it. I, I don't think we can do it next month. Maybe May, just because of like how, how easy or hard it would be to get a hold of it. But I do want to, either in April or May... Probably May. Probably May. Do uh, the new Mario movie. I feel like... We've watched a oh, Mario yeah, that, movie that, that every year. That is coming out, huh? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, do you have anything in mind for April? Hang on, i
1: got to find the release date on
0: that. I'm... Yeah, it's. I think it is just... Like, I watched the final trailer recently uh, uh, for their... And they did just say April. I don't know. Mario movie release date. Uh, They're making
1: a Toe Jam and Earl movie? What the fuck? What the fuck?
0: That is a... That
1: that could actually be pretty fun. Uh
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So, it looks like April 5th. Uh, yeah, it'll... I... I'm going to... I'm not sure if... How quickly it's gonna show up on streaming services. So, I'm, I'm... I'm gonna say... Let's put that for May. Uh... Uh... Let's see. Do you okay, have yeah, anything yeah, in mind? I, I'm
1: for... s- I'm seeing on Wikipedia. It looks like in theaters April fifth. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Um, let me see. We could do the Angry Bird
0: movie. Oh, I want to watch the Angry Bird movie. I I, I want to see how bad that is. I've I've heard things about it. I've seen clips. I need to know. Let's do uh, it. Le- le-
1: let me think about what else should be on our short list. Uh, at some point, we're going to need to watch Street Fighter: The Legend of Chun Li. Oh,
0: absolutely.
1: Uh, we haven't seen any of the Lara Croft Tomb Raider movies. Oh, yeah, yeah. I w- but I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna watch, wanna watch one of those so soon after this. I feel like it'll be too tonally similar. hmm mm-hmm. Hang on. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Yeah? They made a
0: Dead or Alive movie? Oh my god, yes, I've heard about this movie. Uh, yeah. Maybe Dead or Alive. I, I, there's some... It for- They made a Wing Commander movie? What? hang on
1: how did i like completely forgot half of these existed wow
0: yeah i i only know about the dead or alive movie because there's a bit in uh the six feets under actual play of monster hearts where they set it in 2007 and they're like looking up movies that the characters could have watched at the time and one of them was the dead or alive movie uh Wink commi- 1999 huh Interesting. Same year, yeah. Uh, gr- truly, a,
1: truly a great year for video game movies. Uh huh. Um. Anyway, yeah. What was what was the one? Yeah, the Angry Birds movie. Yeah. I, think, uh, I think I think I want to commit to that.
0: All right. Yeah. Let's do it. Uh. All right. I think that wraps it up. So, uh, let's let's do some plugs. Uh, I'm Dan. You can find me. You can find all the places I'm at at biggerchallenge.card.co. Includes my other podcasts, Pot of Greed, Yu-Gi-Oh! Podcast. We're watching Yu-Gi-Oh! 5Ds. It rules. Uh, we just recorded an episode earlier today. That was a lot of fun. Uh, you can listen to The Sonic Shuffle, a Sonic podcast. Uh, we I've been a little slow on the editing, but one thing you should definitely look forward to is uh, we are going to do... we did... Re- to celebrate our, like, two-year... Three-year? I think it's... Hmm. I don't... Celebrate our anniversary, we watched... Uh, or we did an actual play of, like, a, a Shadow the Hedgehog Lasers and Feelings hack called uh, uh, Speeding Bullets. That was a lot of fun.
1: Uh, That's, that sounds like a
0: blast. <laughs> yeah, it... My favorite thing about that, that game is... Uh, Uh, you, you, like, have to select your backstory based on randomly generating one of, like, the, like, 326 routes from Shadow the Hedgehog. It's, it's a great, it's a good gimmick, I think. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's, uh, and of course, uh, there's Twitter, Tumblr, co-host, uh, at Xbox underscore holiday where Usher celebrates holidays with Xbox. Since this is going up in April, I'll say happy Easter, Xbox. Happy um, Easter, Xbox. Uh, and my fur affinity. I uh, I upload stuff I commission onto there. All right, that's enough out of me. Uh, where can we find you?
1: You can find me on Tumblr and co-host at Max Knightley. That's M-A-X-K-N-I-G-H-T-L-E-Y. I will say, I post a lot more on Tumblr. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm also on the podcast Idolon Playtest. That is an actual play podcast uh, drawing a lot of inspiration from Persona and JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Currently, we're doing Idolon Disco and Idolon Ska, which are both period pieces about mystery solvent teens who get incredible magical powers mm-hmm. and are definitely. It definitely goes really good for them. Mm-hmm. They don't have to deal with anything bad because of that.
0: Uh huh. I'm happy for them. Uh, uh, and we are on, uh, Twitter and co host at VGTMTP. I, I cannot remember if I ever set up a Tumblr, but, and we are also on NoiseSpace.xyz, uh, podcasting network, uh, run by Matt Gamecube, noted Canadian, uh, with a lot of good shows on it. Uh, uh, Including ones I already we've already listed off. Uh, there's uh, there's a uh, Doctor Ha, a Doctor Who uh, rewatch podcast, gone in random order. They recently had uh, Ironicus on as a guest to talk about the very first episode of uh, of uh, the revival of Doctor Who. Rose. Uh, uh, there's Zero to Zero, an incredible, incredible uh, superhero movie podcast. Uh, There's, uh, uh, Sounds About Light, about Kingdom Hearts, uh, Digimon Ghost Games, about the current Digimon series, uh, and lots of others. Uh, so go ahead and check it out. Uh, I, that should be everything, so, uh, until next time, I'm Dan. I'm Maxie. And this ain't no game.